0: Hello. We're back. Yes, we are. Yeah, we're recording this back to back. So, so. we don't have any scam updates. But I do have some goldfinch updates. Later on. <laughs> Mainly I watched it. Okay, so what what did you think? I liked it. <laughs> Sorry, diplomatic of you. No, I did. I liked it. I, I came in ready to be bored. Okay. And I wasn't. I'm not sure how much you get out of it if you haven't read the book. And I still maintain that it should not be a movie. It should be like an HBO or whatever miniseries. Yeah, I mean, Because there's a lot of like meeting all these like kind of really cool characters for like five seconds. It's kind of like fanservice-y almost like for the fans of the book, they just like threw
1: in characters and Yeah, a little bit.
0: But there was something so honest and heartfelt about Ansel's sort of like trauma about this movie being a bomb and like, Uh uh, (laughs) and like urging people to see it and like the critics and all of that. That I almost I almost forgot I hated him, so I followed him on Instagram, and then like five seconds later, I think the next, I think even that afternoon, like a new interview with him came out, and I remembered that I hated him. <laughs> I don't even mind him as an actor, as a person, I just cannot. I always remember your cousin uh, starting
1: to watch Scam Austin season one, and what's yes. his name? She's like, I know I'm gonna hate him. He looks just it's like girl. Like Ansel Ansel <laughs>
0: I always think of that. When yeah, I see like that actor. Well the other day I posted on Facebook like, Oh man, I had completely forgotten that Ansel Ergard's gonna be Tony in the new West Side story. I mean, oh god. Yeah. And the only people who commented were my two cousins being like, Yeah, me too. Thanks
1: for reminding me, Gabby.
0: <laughs> anyway, that's 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 the big update. Um Wait, I, did we introduce ourselves? No. <laughs> And Gabby! It's, it's the back-to-back thing, it kills us every time. I'm Liska. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder if we should be like, that's Liska.
1: Oh yeah, like, uh, the, like the My Favorite Murder uh, yeah. ladies do it. Yeah. I think we tried it once and it
0: confused it, me. I, I actually, I just had to think about it too. <laughs> so I'm going to repeat it, I'm Gabby. And I'm Liska. And this is? in Norwegian. A podcast about scam and all of its parallel universes
1: and all the random stuff that we talk about
0: in <laughs> between that we like <laughs> uh so um yeah you know go see the goldfinch It's actually not that bad the end <laughs> <laughs> that's the entire
1: podcast you really make me want to <laughs> see it I, I, I actually don't mean that sarcastically <laughs> i i i realized i
0: sounded very sarcastic anyway all right so to recap sana's heart has been broken because Yusuf is... has Yusuf, the perfect man who she was basically like, I'm going to marry him tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and have all his babies. Um, all 12 <laughs> of them. <laughs> is revealed that he is not Muslim. He doesn't believe
1: in Allah. I think almost worse than not being Muslim. I mean, I do think worse than being not a Muslim is not believing
0: yeah. in Allah. And then also, basically, her parents now think that he brought alcohol into their house. So right. He, they also don't like him. Yeah. And she is the pepsi max and the girl squad have joined forces for the Rusbus, and that has had some mixed results yeah, um, Sana took over as boss. She's not making any friends at it. Including Bilda.
1: Yeah, including her actual <laughs> existing friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery around Evan has deepened a little bit.
0: Yep, and that's, that's pretty much it. That's, yeah, okay. I think so. Alright, so we open with the worst Magnus and Bilda scene of all time. Oh my god, yes. We go from the best opening the last episode <laughs> to literally the worst First. opening of the show. Yeah. I mean, it's brilliant, it, but I just, it's so hard to watch. It, makes me, it reminds me why people hate Bilda, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get
1: it. Yeah, I don't even want to go into describing it. They're just making out in the most obnoxious way imaginable. I hope they ad lib that because they're brilliant. if They <laughs> did. And Sana and Nura are watching, sort of like two losers in love of the season and just look like they're vomiting yeah. in yeah. their mouth. They
0: very perfectly capture our feelings yeah. <laughs> of watching that
1: yeah. scene unfold. What we said, that's their face. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually the lovers take off and Sana takes the opportunity to uh, ask Nura about William finally. And we finally get this the story... Oh, yeah, that's another thing that's been, like, brewing in the background is, like, what's going yeah. on with William. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, so we finally get the whole story, which is essentially... I mean, it's actually really sad and complicated yeah. in terms yeah. of, like, Nora and her trauma, but the basics are... The, the case with Nico actually did go to trial, and she flew in from London and didn't tell anyone to testify. And she got ready, and she got on the tram. See, I told you it's not a bus. That's yeah. right, yeah. It's, it's uh, on rails. <laughs> yeah. She got on the tram, and she just kind of rode that tram up and down all of Oslo and just could not get off. And yeah. then she went home without testifying, went back to London, back to William. And when he asked what was up, like, how did it go? she was like it went fine she didn't yep. confide in him she didn't tell him and he didn't find out essentially until the dismissal arrived in, in the, the mail. mail
1: she says she he was extremely disappointed and even though he said he understood it just changed things between them and he started working all the time and She's, they weren't really talking and she started doubting their love right so she just packed up and left one day to which Sana's face
0: is like what <laughs> she just laughed without saying anything which a little bit i'm with yeah. her it's so dramatic it's so dramatic and it's such a 16 year old thing to do except like the stakes are so higher like you moved across the like to another country, country. i mean not across the ocean but uh, i wanted to say across the world but that was too dramatic too. yeah you moved to another country yeah and then you just leave in the middle of the day? Yeah, and after this, like, such a dramatic relationship, yeah, it's just she, such a dramatic way to end it. She says something like, you know, it's it just gotten so complicated with us. And I was like, it's always complicated with the two of you. Yeah, well, I, and she's kind of saying, she almost seems to be indicating that she's gotten that
1: feeling of, like, maybe that fact that it's so dramatic and complicated is the sign that we're not good for each other.
0: Maybe, but, but just she like, doesn't come out and say it. Outright. Yeah, So I don't know. Like, yeah. I guess a part of me, it's like, I mean, not like what's different this time, because I do get it. Like, I think that's a huge thing that uh-huh. she's still dealing with. To so I acknowledge, like, that she has to deal with that trauma and how it affects them on their own time. Oh, completely, yeah. Like, that's fine, but they've never been easy. Yeah. So, I, there's something weird, I think, also, like,
1: it's my, I... I just wish we understood or got to know more, and I can't remember if we do in this season, I don't think we do, that we got to know more about why she couldn't go through with it. Like, not, I mean, I understand logically why, I can project that it's about her trauma and all that, but um, because it's Sana's season, Sana's point of view, like, we don't get a ton of noras I don't know, her emotional, mental State. I mean, we don't don't get any. And this feels like such a big thing to not get that context. So there's something very alienating to me about it. Like, I just am like, I don't care. And
0: Sana and Nora are the most closed off of, like...
1: As characters, yeah. As
0: characters of this group. So, like, maybe a conversation with Eva goes a little bit different than this one went. Yeah, Uh, that's true. So, like, I I understand. I, I, I totally get... Uh, why Nora would decide to, um, would choose Sana, maybe, Mm -hmm. to to confide in. I get that, and yet, I don't know, I, I feel like maybe the outcome would be different if she was. Yeah, yeah. Talking to, I guess it's so just much, I don't
1: know. I guess it's just okay. So I went to see this movie last night, and it was very funny. I liked it, but there's a character. It's a comedy, ironically, but towards the end of the movie, one of the characters was pregnant, miscarries, okay, and it's kind of just like over in one scene, and and she's not a main character, so it's just like they don't really have time to deal with it. But I'm like, whoa, 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 like that's a big emotional anvil to throw at a character to just be like. One scene, one pep talk from her best friend, and things are moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of feel that way about this. Like this is a big. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just I it's one of the, I guess I guess what I'm saying is it's a minor critique of the season, but the way they're dealing with Nora's story, um, and and uh, trying to make it fit in with Sana's, yeah. is a little awkward. So the,
0: exactly, I think that's where I'm getting at too, and that that was kind of the criticism. I don't think it was so much like. Like, like the way that people have their that it is like this is Sana's season. Why, why, why so much of Nora's storyline taking over? And it's obviously because they need to wrap this up because this is the last season. But then they're like, well, isn't there, isn't there another way to do this? Right, uh, is the question. And right, I think right, it's right. an okay question to ask. Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah. it's, Especially because one of the things, even though there's like five million things going on in Nora's season, it is all about Norhelm, Like the yeah. attention is still. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Well, almost like, I feel like if they had just indicated that she had done the trial and if that weren't the subject, if it was just like we were living together and living together is not like being boyfriend and girlfriend in high school Mm -hmm. and, you know, we weren't getting along and he was working all the time and that was the reason why she left, I feel like that might have been better because it just would have been less of like a, whoa, we have to deal with this emotions now. It's just sort of. I don't know. I guess maybe she wanted, or you know, Julie wanted to do justice to the original to the Norham story, but it does kind of weirdly intrude. Yeah,
0: a lot of it does just feel shoehorned in because she she wants to tell it because she yeah. loves Nora and she yeah. loves Norham and she wants this uh, story to feel complete for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which again, it's as hits her right as yep. as the writer, uh, but as fans, I think we can also be like, well, great, but it just doesn't feel smoothly or yeah, natural or something yeah, about yeah. it just feels off. Yeah. Which, that was another of the conversations that they were talking, fansplaining about the trends was like this, this sort of contentious relationship between creators and fans. Oh, and yeah. who 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 thinks that they owe what to each other yes it's a fascinating well because so topic. apparently one of the things since i've only been listening to this podcast for like uh-huh. six months to a year i don't know time as a construct this was like apparently a thing they do on their anniversary every year they sort of invite their guest to give them an update on what do they think are the trends in fandom and mm-hmm. they give themselves and javi was one of oh. the people who will send in a thing and that's what he what like he about. was talking about. And obviously he talks about it a little bit from a different perspective. Although I think he has a very interesting one in that I do think Javi ultimately is still a fan too. Like I think... There's, right. There's a, I think there's a lot of showrunners like Jason who have not been a fan of anything. <laughs> in I was like, is she going to name him? Yes, she is. Who, who has never been a fan of anything in his life. So yeah. he doesn't understand. The only dynamic yeah. that he knows is as a writer. I think Javi is more interesting in that I do think he is ultimately a fanboy so he can see it from a point, two points of view. But also... He's been through some sort of war, so definitely <laughs> he's much more... Um, yeah, yeah he's the most traumatic. So
1: we're talking about the writer who wrote the infamous episode of The 100 where the LGBTQ rep who was, like, fan favorite big time was killed off. Yeah. And he, Javier, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Gabriel, I can't remember, um to call him Javi. Uh, yeah. Like, he's my friend. There was a, yeah. uh, basically just like, it was just hell, like, in terms of fan reaction, feedback. And, and because, it was crazy, and
0: a lot of it because he knew that he was going to get a new job uh, after that season, he was kind of the one who shouldered the entire thing. Right. Uh, a little
1: bit. Right, yeah, he kind of owned up to it, but uh, yeah. everyone else was, like, being, making excuses. Not everyone, but yeah, but yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, So he even makes references to, like, Veronica Mars and The Magicians, and I was like, well, Javi, yeah. I have very complicated feelings. About both of those, but yeah. I mean, I do think that there is a point in which they point again, where I think it goes both ways of what is it okay for the other side to demand?
1: Yeah, yeah. How much is the writer or the creator giving you what you maybe even sometimes don't want but
0: need? That is good storytelling, which is a yeah. very like top-down kind of attitude I, yeah versus like yeah. Well, and that was a lot of the sort of conversation after the Veronica Mars thing. Where right. that, that was my initial reaction, where it was like, it's just that I feel like you're all telling me that if I'm upset about this, it's because I don't know what a good story is. Right. <laughs> and sometimes it's... Yeah, the conversation gets
1: complicated because sometimes it is like you guys are being too demanding and then sometimes you just write bad
0: stories yeah. and then you excuse yourself by saying, yeah. oh, exactly. you just, you, yeah. you're just fans and you're demanding too And I'm not going to talk about which either of these cases that is. I'm just like, I just think it's a very interesting conversation. Oh, yeah. And then the last thing that they... I just listened to this podcast and I just thought it was really fascinating. Uh-huh. The last kind of insight that they had is that they were saying that as people who've been in fandom for a little lo- longer, they grew up in this age where... You expect it, the the company, the writers, the sort of like media, to not give you what you want. Right. That was like the modus op- op- operandi. Op- yeah. 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 Uh, so then that's why that's why you have fan fiction. That's why you have fandom. Right. So, right. 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 So is this
1: is it like entitled to because we have Twitter and we have all this like immediate like we can immediately talk to the filmmakers, yeah. actors, everyone, writers. Uh, is it like, are, are, have audi- have fans become entitled? Yeah.
0: So, I mean, yes. Yeah, a little bit, But maybe. then also, yeah, I just think it's complicated in terms of the yeah. other point of view, too. And uh, also sometimes you just write shit things like Veronica Mars. Season. Well, well, and also I, I kind of felt really justified when the Magicians thing happened because oh, all yeah. the critics were also like, well... Uh, Okay. Uh, so I was like, see, they get paid to do this. Yes. And they're also like, I am confused. You can't say that they don't know good stories. Yeah, story. exactly. So, anyway, to go back, Julie also has been at times uh, a person who has a complicated relationship with the fandom. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: because on the one hand, she'll do things like that in season, in episode one, where they em, em, emulated fan art in the visual on the te- on the screen but on the other hand she seems like she comes a little bit from like a like the old like an even though she's not old but like an old school attitude of like I make a show it's my vision
0: almost exactly. like a tour yes exactly. approach Just yeah fascinating so yeah so in general I am kind of intrigued uh yeah to see where that goes yeah in, in general in fandom for Julie's future works like yeah all, all of that um but for now there's gonna be a lot of
1: Help <laughs> in season four uh, yes. So, anyway. The scene ends, I just want to point out, like, it ends in a very, like, ugh, Nora Oh, yeah, way. I forgot, yeah.
0: Because Nora, kind
1: of, like, her last line is like, oh, well, you're well, so lucky because... Well, well,
0: before that, uh-huh. you can tell that Sana's kind of about to tell her about William maybe having another girlfriend. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Uh, because Shit. she kind of starts to lean and say something, uh-huh. and then that Nora kind of cuts her off and is like... You know, but if but if she was if he was dating someone else, I think it would break me. And yeah, I was like, okay, mm-hmm.
1: maybe maybe I shouldn't say that. That's when Nora says, "You're so lucky because you don't have to think about these things." And holy shit, that is such a hurtful line. Yes, um, I mean, I think like even from a non-religious perspective, I was like a late bloomer. I guess I don't even know in high school. So like, let's say freshman year, I don't know there, there was this like. Like, this line could have been said to me at mm-hmm. that point in school, and it's just like, because people thought maybe I cared about school so much that I wasn't going to date or something like that, and it's like, it's just a really, basically I'm saying you have to be religious to find this very hurtful thing. Don't ever say this.
0: Yeah, it's, there is a level. People have
1: feelings, yeah, and because you don't know what they are, or they don't show it on their face all the time. Yeah,
0: there is a level of hot less mess. Yes, that absolutely. That is surprising from Nora.
1: Yeah. Uh, specifically. And then she, like, ups it when she goes, I mean, I could marry that cute friend of your brother's. If I convert it. Yeah. yeah. Right, they get into, like, conversion conversation. And it's just, like, skirting a little too close to mm-hmm. Sana's pain yeah. at the moment. And so it just kind of goes it away It kind of goes yeah, yeah, goes away. And
0: she kind of be like, uh, like, Allah would, would dig you. Like, do you think, like, uh-huh. yeah. So she... Oh, uh, yeah, that's the this episode, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She kind of veers away from the conflict as much as... She, because she doesn't want to share mm-hmm. her recent heartbreak. She doesn't want to... Like, this could be a perfect opportunity for her to open up the same way yes. that Nora just has. Yeah. And she just... Is does, not ready. Is not ready for it. She also kind of veers off and doesn't even call Nora out on that hurtful comment and just kind of kind of plays along with it yeah yeah like... she
1: kind of just likes a joke and softens the scene again actually being
0: diplomatic yeah i'm noticing
1: a lot of now that i've made this like strong statement that she has no diplomatic skills well, that i'm like noticing all these moments well that she, does. she
0: has diplomatic skills when it comes to people she loves that's true yeah that's it. <laughs> That's totally it. She has this level of understanding uh-huh. for the people she loves, even when, even though, though she can be bitchy and unreasonable, yeah, yeah. that she doesn't give to herself. Yeah. You know how this whole thing about, like, you know, like, uh, treat yourself as kindly as mm-hmm. you would treat your friends? Right, right, She right, doesn't right. do that. Yeah. So then we are back at, uh, in the kitchen uh, in, in Sana's house. I got confused because I read the word Sarah. Uh, oh, there's uh-huh. an email from Sarah. Yes, uh, Sarah, Sana. About um, basically, like, updating on the whole, like, meeting thing. Yeah, it's
1: this very funny, like, sort of formal, but also awkward tone. Yes. Where she's just being like, oh, thanks for the meeting. You're a good boss. I hope you're, you didn't get into much trouble. And then she says something about sending money, how to pay for the thing. Yeah. Uh, just, like, logistics, basically.
0: And then she gets a Facebook message from Youssef. Who, yeah, who's, like, being same, like, flirty, funny. Yeah, he sends her a picture of the bottle and is like, someone's missing this. Right. <laughs> and her initial reaction is kind of just smile at a little uh-huh. bit. And then the prayer, prayer call comes. Right. Reminder from Straight From God. <laughs> and then, because, what does Sana do? She freaking unfriends him. Because, again, she just goes with her gut reaction, does not take a moment to think about it, and unfriends him. Like, damn, Sana, that is so dramatic. And so fast. Yeah. This clip was called Unfriended, by the way. Oh. Mm. Makes (laughs) sense. Makes sense. But, yeah, I was like... Girl, never fucking cross with her. Yeah. Like, all the guys (laughs) that was, like, just expressed his genuine
1: belief. And she's like, nope, Nope, none of it. Done. You are dead to me. But I guess it's a way of, like, not dealing with your own pain. Yeah. And Uh. Sana is definitely not wanting to deal with any pain. So immediately she just Googles um, how How to to get get over a guy. Which is very Evan. Oh not Evan, uh Isak. Isak.
0: Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things is sort of like the Google searches throughout the seasons of what like the teens It's like a way that you can kinda of get insight into what it's they're like, thinking about. Okay. I think
1: Eva does definitely. She's asking she's like looking how to change schools, schools and, and stuff. stuff like that. I don't remember Nora doing it. But there's also something very like you know how there's, like, Isak and Sana are strangely similar in some ways? The fact that the both of them deal with a breakup by just, like, doing a
0: factual search
1: on un- Google. <laughs> yeah. <of all. laughs>
0: yeah, I think they do have... The way that both of them process the world is very similar, and so quite why... I think their friendship is sort of the most um, effortless in a lot of ways of all of the Sanas on the ASACs. Yeah, even though superficially they're so different, Yeah, like on the surface. So that's why I've always sort of been fascinated by that Uh dynamic. Okay, her mom comes in kind of making small talk with Sana. She brings up, hey, so does Elias drink alcohol? Which, oh, again, right. yeah, is yeah. kind of setting up, like, so we've got the bottle in the last episode, so it makes sense why the mom is sort of bringing uh-huh. it up. She knows that Yusuf is, is his best friend. Like. Uh-huh.
1: And it's, of course, like, again, making Sana feel real bad. Yes. Because the only reason either of them are in trouble is because, not in trouble, but, like, have low opinions, are, are, the mom has low opinions about both is because of her bottle. It's really funny,
0: though, because one of the reversals that Druk does, because, again, they're like, conflict. <laughs> uh, is that the person touring the party actually is her brother, who is younger, oh. who is younger on, on the show. Okay, And they actually do some really interesting things with his identity, and then they kind of drop it, which mm. we'll talk about it. And so she doesn't even know about the party. She gets a text from Kiki being like, uh, there's a party at your house. I thought you knew. Please come. They kind of like, it's kind of similar situation, and then Kiki and everyone sort of helps her. See? They help. Kick everyone out. But then, again, Muhammad is, takes the fall for the for the alcohol, and then Amira spends like basically the next week being pissed at her brother, being like, "Tell mom the truth," because Mohammed isn't allowed yeah. in the house anymore. Right, uh, right. So that's kind of uh, that's a fun twist. On that. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was, yeah, that yeah, and yeah. they do it pretty early in the season, actually. Mm-hmm. Sana is very, very quickly again because of this guilt, assures her mother that no, I think it's fine. Don't yeah, worry about it. Yeah, and her mom's response is just like again, dagger to the heart. Okay, I trust, I trust you. you. <laughs> and that's the thing. She kind of that's she says that over and over. And I think think she means that, and I think it also comes from this place of, like, trust me with what's going on in your life, because I really do trust you. Yeah, ironically, her mom actually is treating her very fairly and adult-like. But I also don't know, because I don't know enough about the mom, and I'm seeing it from her point of view, Mm -hmm. and she's right, her mom and her parents are very conservative. Yeah, So
1: that's the the, impression we're given, for sure. Yeah,
0: so I understand her reluctance to share some of these things, because a lot of her stories... About Eva and about about Vilge is like, well, I had to help her like hold her ha- head back while she was puking, and yeah. like you know how much I yeah she knows that her mom
1: would be very judgmental of the, of her friends and that would make things hard for her but, and they would just but argue I about. Know, it. I feel people edit stories for their parents of all course. the time. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, there's a happy medium in there. That's interesting. It's kind of in another way in which she's maybe a little bit similar to Isaac. Isaac was very very compartmentalizing. Yes, and very very like kept peace in his world and in himself. By
0: making sure certain parts of his life didn't know about other parts yes, of his life. Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing that I think uh, it's really uh, fascinating and really interesting uh-huh. uh, about them. Yeah, and, and yeah, and the mom sort of ends up like asking about her crush, and she kind of just like, mm. Mm, Can we talk to the them handsome boy? No. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Um, All right, so then we are back at school, and this is to me is one of the clumsiest sort of scenes. In, in execution? The, in execution. For sure. In the whole show, I would say. Yeah, in the I whole, whole show. Have, I have no idea <laughs>
1: what's going on in it, and I can't remember what the relevance of it is either. I, I do, always forget. I do,
0: and it's setting up shit that I don't love, so I'm right. just like, this is very lazily set, setting up a bunch of stuff right. for later. Um,
1: yeah, basically, Nora comes into class. Sana has this, like, shit-eating grid on her face, and she says uh, she's got a plan for how to get... Nora over William. Mm, so yeah, sure. Huge quotation marks there. Um, and, yeah. And uh, it's, it's a surprise for Friday and before they can really talk about it, Sarah comes
0: in and she's like, hey, did you get my email? Blah, blah. And Sana's like, well, I haven't been able to, de- to deal with it. Can you just email Mari yourself? And the huge reveal is that none of them have Mari's email. Somehow. Except Nora. So then Nora's like, going to my email. So it's this whole thing where eventually uh, no- uh, Sana has to get Nora's email password uh, Yes To get the email address To give it to Sara So yeah. It's just setting up That Sana Sana has uh, Nora's password yeah. That's And I can't remember How that
1: plays out Probably because I hate it So <laughs> I've erased it From my mind But I, it's very clear It's so awkwardly And clunkily done That it's very clear It's a setup. And then there's this, like, joke that I think we don't get linguistically that tries to cover it up. The XR... Esper
0: 5. I think I heard it's, like, a brand of shoes. I can't remember. I have Googled this at some point, but also do not care. Yeah. Apparently enough to Google it again. Yeah. And, uh, so that's kind of the only the good thing about this scene. it's so weird. The only good thing about this scene is how happy Sana looks. Like, her smile, and yeah. she looks so pretty, and anyway. I love,
1: I love that she's wearing that camo jacket, which is like, I think the first time we've seen her not wear black, mm-hmm. certainly this season, maybe ever. No, I don't think we've no, seen her wear the camo yeah, before. No, we, yeah, but there's something with the camo jacket that's so, like,
0: I'm going to war with my feelings. <laughs> like, I have declared <laughs> war, and I will win um oh this was another one of my so a lot of the time like correct me if i'm wrong but a lot of the time with these sort of teen shows it's writers who are not gen z right who are millennials right. or boomers or whatever you yeah get yeah with glee all the time uh-huh etc 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 um i mean you get that with every fucking ryan murphy show i still have, yeah yeah like uh, according to everyone who's seen the politician anyway <laughs> uh, oh i've heard things um so sana at uh, nora's email It's, like, Lug Lady, whatever. 997. That's, like, an email of a millennial. Where we, like, I feel like Gen Z, my understanding is that they've been trained for so long, like, that this is part of your, like... Online identity that usually don't they just have their names? Oh yeah, the fact that she has an email that is not her name. You are absolutely correct. It's super weird to me. N- is not right.
1: I do love the log lady reference. Yeah, yeah. I feel like well, that's her. Inst- a- that's an Instagram handle right. too. And you had heard it before. Yeah, it's her Instagram um, handle because she definitely is a character who would ironically in a very retro way Being have to, watched yeah. and loved Twin Peaks Twin from Peaks, the 90s. Yeah. yeah,
0: I knew we had seen that before. But but, um, but yeah, you're totally right. It would have been like Nora at whatever, gmail.com yeah. or whatever. It's such a minor thing, but it just reminded me <laughs> of this bigger thing where I'm like, eh, sometimes I feel like the generational divide is yeah, yeah. a little bit. This is neither here nor there, but I wrote, I miss Chris, because it just felt like a scene where Chris would have been, should have been. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But also, like, just, I'm sorry to keep harping on this, but, like, why wouldn't she just... It's a laptop. Just swivel it around, enter your email and password... Yeah, and, that's and what since, we do. That's what normal people do. do. Yeah. You, you do not, I mean, even, like, your spouse, like, you don't, like, it's not that it's a secret, it's just easier to yeah. do it yourself. Yeah. Anyway, okay, I'm off that rant.
0: Yeah, it's, I know, I get it, it's setting up something, I don't, it's whatever. It's super weird and awkward, yeah. Listen, the show can misstep once in a while. That's okay. <laughs> Man, thinking of Twin Peaks reminds me about how weird network TV used to be allowed to be. I know. <laughs> I've seen half of it i own a bunch yeah. of seasons but yeah yeah i, I was a it.
1: huge fan back in there. it was like the first like adult show that i was kind of allowed to watch and uh mine was alias <laughs> generation gap right yep. here mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was delightfully weird and i was definitely thinking about it earlier when you were talking about like audience expectation because mm-hmm. that show does not deliver yeah. anything that it should and then when they tried in this like reboot yeah. it's just the worst thing ever yeah
0: uh, yeah, no, I, I think that is a fascinating thing. Uh-huh. And, and I also understand, like, Chris Carter's sort of desire to, will anyone, I think he's famously said, like, if anyone's going to ruin this, it's going to be me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, and I haven't <laughs> heard that, but that's perfect. I'm paraphrasing, but I'm pretty sure at some point they were like, well, do you want to go do, like, basically, do you want someone else to show the uh-huh. show? And he was like, that's no, my baby.
1: I honestly wish <laughs> somebody would reboot it and do it justice. Except, fuck, except, uh, they would have to, like, clone David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson because they're, perfect they're so perfect. And no yeah. one will ever it's, do those. It's do yeah, I w- Um. anyway. Where were we? Oh, yeah. So then it's Friday. Yeah, this is a very efficient episode. It gets through the week real fast. Yeah, so in a previous scene, she was, her plan for Friday, she was looking up like the melting pot of Oslo or something. So now they're in ethnic uh,
0: neighborhood Oslo mm-hmm. where there's like Indian food. <laughs> and, yeah, and then this is where I mean, where Nora's previous comment about like, Sana not having to deal with heartbreak and whatever feels so out of place coming from Nora specifically. Feels like maybe a thing Vilda would say. But yes. maybe it's because Vilda was going to say other terrible things later. Right, uh, So they, they had can't. to spread it yeah. out. Uh, because Nora, one of the character traits is her perceptiveness. perceptiveness. Yes. And we see that here where she's kind of like, okay, see where we are. Yeah. Uh, and this, is this, definitely- just, this doesn't feel like it's about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of
1: things are about me. This doesn't feel like one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's actually a pretty cute and charming moment yeah. uh, between them where they're kind of allowed to be like just carefree girls in a yeah. way that we're we we do not see that often between the two of them.
1: Completely, yeah. And they're very relaxed and they're they don't they're they're not like dealing with their baggage of the day. Yeah. They're just and, having tea and yeah. kind of like
0: looking around.
1: Yeah. And, and pretty soon two handsome older boys are have come over and sat down with them I and one of those awkward very awkward flirting where they are pretending to be older than they are oh yeah
0: for sure they're like University of Austin and they're like us too and they're like <laughs> oh great yeah what what are you I study? was hoping you would say that <laughs> um, yeah and I will know that one of the boys is named you because that apparently is Julie's favorite name <laughs> go to boy name.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. And <laughs> she's like,
0: uh, I don't know what to write in the f- final uh, draft, so, uh, J... Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. It just fills it in for yeah, her. <laughs> exactly.
1: Fills it in for you. And, uh, Sana, Sana keeps getting a call from an unknown number, and eventually she answers, and it's and Yusef...
0: Who, I feel like you can even read between the lines. She's like, I know you don't want to hear from me, but. I know. So, is there stuff in the transmedia between clips? Because, like, she unfriends
1: him. And I feel like if I were him, I'd be like, WTF? Like, I would just, I thought everything was going fine. I'm making a joke. Why does she hate me? Uh, he obviously is sharp enough to catch on that something is going on. I guess maybe he even connects the dots that it's because of what he said.
0: I bet it is. I think it God, is. I feel so
1: sad for I him. I know. I feel so sad for him, too. I love him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Lord. Use of fan club, both of us. Yeah, which I think I, when we can talk about this later in the season. I mean, and we hinted a bit about what his flaw. Like, if anything, that is his problem—that he is too perfect. <laughs> um, a- and, I'm okay with it. in, yeah. a, in a romantic like kind of
1: show. Yes,
0: for sure. Essentially, there's a bit of this tone of like, "It's use of, but don't hang up." Yeah, like, that's that's what yes. I guess. And uh,
1: basically, just t- Elias is drunk and can't—he can't get can't him El- home. Elias. Elias. Elias.
0: What did I say? I don't know. I, mean, I, think you, I think you said it really quickly. Oh. Um, oh, oh. so Yeah, no, I hear it now. Elias yeah, so he's drunk and he wants to go home, and Yusuf's like, I have a feeling that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. What should I do? Yeah. And then there's kind of like a little slow-mo
1: of taking Elias to the collective apartment. Yes. I think that's where they go, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's where really they go. Apartment.
0: Um, he's pretty drunk for daytime. He is. Um, what, what did he do? <laughs> we, we we never find, find out, we, right? I don't think we get enough of a context, which yeah. is... Which is why I actually think that he's I mean I think I mean we can talk about him more later but okay. I think he is actually really in the little that we see of him a really kind of fascinating um, and fleshed out character yes uh, there's this gap year thing he's clearly of his three and he talks about this a little bit more later of his three siblings the only one who doesn't know what they want to want what he wants to do yeah yeah he, he, there, he there's like
1: a little bit of like a man child quality to yes, him yeah, like for sure he's clearly been mothered a lot and sheltered a lot and yet he's also strangely mature and i just think there's this awareness that yeah, of that and he doesn't but he and he's very close with sana like in a in a in a positive way like where they're re- just really good brother sister for each other yeah
0: and yet i think that he just doesn't there, there's maturity in recognizing that he doesn't know what he wants to do, but the mm-hmm. immaturity of not having, of not having the right tools to deal with that. Right, 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 right. Which is also called being 18. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, Fair. but yes. um. So yeah, I do, I mean, the more we could have gotten of Elias, yeah the better. Uh, yeah, he, he, yeah, you're totally right. We,
1: from very little screen time, we get a sense of a much deeper,
0: richer character that like would have been really fun to even have his own season. Yeah. I totally would have watched it. Um, Yes. I can't actually... I I am excited when we do see uh, Druk season four to talk about Amira's brothers because I do think that they're both interesting in different Mm -hmm. ways. If anything, the problem is that Omar, the older brother, is so nice and perfect and we love him so much, but there clearly was an actor availability issue because he is not in it oh. as much as he should be. Right, 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 right. Uh, And, yeah, they're just, they're they're very interesting. Um, and it's an interesting dynamic because she's the middle child instead of here where Elias is the middle child. Right, right. So, also, Elias, I f- feel like, is a good example of that sort of middle child. Yes, um,
1: totally. Totally. That's to- yes, right. I forgot that they have, like, an older sister? Brother. Brother. Because he's engaged to... Oh, yeah, to Jamila. Jamila, Jamila is that her name? Yeah. yeah. yeah uh,
0: good,
1: good recall. Sometimes strange names bubble up in my brain. (laughs)
0: Uh. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so then they they leave, um, they leave Elias on the couch of the Collective. The camera, again, because it does take a beat to note note that Yusuf and Nora are, like, standing next to each other and, like, Uh smiling at the ridiculous scene in front of them or Uh whatever. Yeah, they share a little bit of, yeah, you're right, I forgot the, like, little laugh. Yeah, a little laugh. But, yes, but then it's just the two of them that leave yeah. the collective. Yusuf is going to walk Sana home. Yeah, he he's like, I can walk you home. And she's like, you don't have to. And she, he's like, I'm going to walk you home. Yeah. yeah, he there's stuff we got to talk about. But he's not going to be the one to bring it up. No, and then this is another one of my favorite clips. And I'm okay with saying that. In From ta- here until the end, I just think it's like, it's my, it's one of my favorite in the whole show. Yeah, in the whole Easily. show. In the whole show, it used to be my uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Oh, I remember, uh, yeah. Your header. My header. And i it's, out of all the clips, this is the one that I distinctly remember the most. Like, I got out of work, and it had dropped, and I went to a Starbucks, and I watched it. It was it's like a 10 12 minute clip. Yeah. And I watched it with that subs. I just watched the entire thing. Yes. It's a perfect like, clip to it's watch so that so good. I you was dying. Just
1: get everything I think even yeah. if you didn't understand a word. I was uh, Exactly yeah. the, the dynamic and the like powers not power but like the back and forth
0: between mm-hmm. them and it's just also beautifully shot yeah <laughs> yeah of course so gorgeous. there is that too okay yeah so essentially uh at first they're just kind of quietly walking next to each other yes it's a very long shot mm-hmm. he or a
1: very long take rather he grabs a ball that looks like it's been left behind or lost or something um a foot Ball, soccer ball, football. I think it's like a, yeah. Uh, and even though he's kind of like bouncing it like a basketball, and um, and then and then it just he, it's just silent the whole time, and finally she asks, "What did Elias drink?" And he jokes vodka, like, uh, and I'm like,
0: I, th- "I think it's too soon, guys." Yeah, <laughs> for that joke. I know, like, yeah. um, but that's kind of like kind of how we said like Yusuf is kind of a dork. That's kind of his uh-huh. go-to when he doesn't know how to deal with the situation yeah. is to just be like a little bit of a Twelve year old about the whole thing. Yes, yeah, and tease, he,
1: and it's also a little bit like he's trying to establish common ground. A yes, little bit. yeah, for like, sure. Remember this joke we had?
0: Remember how I rescued you with the vodka? Mm-hmm. Like, and and don't that, hate me? Yeah, and that one she kind of shuts down. She's like, just gives him a look. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then he like, okay, she didn't, she didn't like
1: react too badly. Yeah, she, she didn't just, tell me to go fuck yeah. Her. So, <laughs> then, so
0: yeah, exactly. So then he kind of starts teasing her about her bat reflexes and starts calling her a tough girl. Yeah, yeah, he kind of throws the ball at her, and she doesn't grab it, and then that brings out her most competitive, yeah.
1: like, I'll show you spirit, yes. and uh, it kind of breaks through the ice.
0: Yeah, so he definitely, like, had the right instinct. Yeah, um, yes.
1: This is why they're perfect for each other, because he knows how to handle her. Yes, exactly. He knows exactly. how to deal with
0: her moods. Yep, 100%. That's what everyone just wants. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then, so, so then we have them just, like, they go, like, instead of going straight home, yeah. they, like detour and go play basketball with the soccer, soccer ball. ball at like an empty uh it kind of looks like maybe some suburbs
1: or something and it's mm-hmm. an empty just like a basketball hoop and they're and it's the, it's uh golden hour it's just like the most gorgeous lighting so beautiful. and they look so beautiful yeah both of
0: them and uh it's it's just lovely uh and then that then that kind of like leads us into the whole a lot of discussion yeah so i so there's like parts of the conversation that I really love Mm -hmm. but this sort of first half I don't particularly love uh, it doesn't seem quite as like anyway go ahead yeah well it's because so you know when when at least at first um, Yusuf is trying to explain where his loss of faith came from Uh he makes he directly links it to Evan yeah and that feels a little shoehorned into me yeah so, Evan, Mikel, and sort of, like, Evan's uh, sexuality and suicide attempt and mental illness and all of that, and it just feels like a kind of icky, like, plot device that yeah. doesn't feel very organic. Yeah. Like, Wait, I hinted at this, so now I have to resolve it, so I'll just stick it in here. He kind of shits at two people, Evan and Michael, yeah. who will never get any say yeah. into how the story is being told. Completely. Uh, so it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I agree. And I'm not saying that this huge moment, because it is huge, it's the loss of this friend and this whole mm-hmm. thing, um, can't impact him. But just like it kind of, it, the way that it's framed, it's like, this is my, the one reason, and it, it's kind of. Yeah, it just feels sh- shoehorned yeah. in. I don't know that it—it it doesn't feel to me like this is his one reason, but it's definitely probably was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, sort of which, thing. so I can kind of, like it's so it's a weird thing where I buy that, and yet the way it's just that the, it's, it's the details, it's the
1: specifics of it. So just to clarify, basically we finally get the backstory on what happened with Evan and and why he knows Sana and Ellie. Ellie, Ellie now I'm confused. Elias. Elias. Now I'm self conscious. Um, so basically, he says that Evan tried to kiss Mikael. Uh, Mikael. Uh, Mikhail, Mikael, Mikhail, who's very religious. And that made him uh, isolate from the group. And
0: then Evan. Started to obsess about the Quran, Quran. which we had heard about from, from s- his. From Sonia? Yeah. Son- Son-ja? Sonja? Sonja. Yeah. yeah. Sonja. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: uh, he. He started, like, posting verses from the Quran about, about like, stoning gay people. And so he kind of, probably in a kind of manic episode, went the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and then he also mentions that Evan attempted to kill himself.
0: Yeah. So so it's kind of that. And then to that, you add sort of the loss of a friend, I think. Like, those right. events have to be, are, are very joined together in Yusuf's mind, even if he can't articulate that loss. Yeah, he basically
1: says, like, I feel like Islam or religion in general
0: creates a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And to which Sana even responds, but Evan was sick. That's nothing to do with religion. Yeah. This is another point where she's very respectful about boundaries, though, because she says that much, um, but she doesn't, out uh evan in any you're sort totally of way right. yeah you're totally like, right. i think evan is gay and she's like interesting fact yeah i totally what? forgot that's not a known thing only the kids in the school would know that. yeah exactly yeah so totally like so, so, so it's yeah. just a little small detail where yeah she, i mean she's definitely reading the situation correctly where it's not like it's not for me to be like Yes, he's dating uh, one of my friends. Right. One of my close friends. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. Again, diplomatic. Uh, and, yeah, so, so, yeah, there's just something. And then maybe, because the problem is that this first half of the season, for at least, there's at least one moment every episode where we acknowledge this Evan- a balloon a squat sort mm-hmm. of storyline and it's given a lot of screen time for what the show is like you're saying it's very efficient so when you're choosing to include this it feels like it should be for a reason and then it kind of drops it and the resolution happens off screen yeah so it makes me angry because yeah. that's not most people aren't gonna watch the like youtube videos um
1: or hey oh, uh, Yeah, yeah. it's b mm-hmm.
0: and there's like so there's this Again, they're setting up this whole thing mm-hmm. that I think can be really interesting, and yet maybe it was a similar thing where it was like, "Oh shit, we're taking away too much from Sana." Right, right. But then I don't know. They're some- but it, again, like the neuro thing, it's it's such a big
1: thing, and yes, it's 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 neither here nor there. It neither gives justice to the material, um, and yet it still feels like it's. Dragging away from yeah. Sana
0: and uh, and also feels like a dangling plot line yeah. that just sort of like evaporates. Yeah. So so it's that's kind of where my feelings are coming yeah. from. Yeah. Um, I also think it's the fact that this isn't addressed, like in in a sense that the specific of
1: Sana saying, but that was his illness, not his religion, and. Yusuf doesn't have a response to that. He just says, "Oh, I didn't know that." Yeah, and then, but it doesn't make him change his mind about no. yeah, anything. Exactly. It's yeah. not a real conversation. It just sort of like moves on to something else, mm-hmm. which I'm also kind of grateful because I, I agree with you that I don't think it's the best. It's like just awkward.
0: Yeah. Well, whereas I think that the second half of the conversation is great. It's really, really yeah good. It's beautiful and perfect. Like when he says, like you know, I feel like I've taken the best out of religion and thrown away the rest. Uh huh. Um, and I then c- yeah, compassion towards others,
1: um, being positive, being selfless. Uh, that's that that's what he's saying he's taken out of it yeah
0: and i I think that's beautiful and it's like um you know i think i think he does have some some really valid and interesting points and i i myself have an interesting relationship with with religion where um you know like really catholic or christian people just assume that they're like oh that i don't believe and then But then, like, my brother or whatever and my cousins would be like, oh, Gabby's one of the ones that still believes. But there's, like, this sort of mocking tone to it. And then I have my mother telling me that she worries about me. Right. Uh, (laughs) Interesting. I'm learning new things about you. Well, and I, like, I myself, I'm, like, I'm not particularly religious. uh, But I I grew up Catholic and I find a certain comfort in it. And I think that I I choose what I like of it. Right. Um, Right. Yeah, you can
1: craft your own, uh,
0: your own version of it. Like what? Yeah, and I and I and and I use that in my life. And I'm like, I'm a person who still talks to God sometimes. Uh But, like, because, like, it brings me comfort, and I, right, you right, know, yeah. like, and I can have discussions about, I'd love, I could totally have a discussion about whether God or not is real, I think that's fascinating, I just don't think that I'm a lesser person for choosing to believe in it, uh, and there's, course, just, yeah. there's just all this judgment from sort of every part, so I just keep it to myself. Right, right, uh, right. <laughs> um, because it's, it's not yeah. a huge part of my life, uh, so I'm just like, yeah, okay, and I, and then when I, if I do try to talk about it, I feel like I'm getting judged from, right, Either from, side. from both yeah <laughs> from both ends yeah so there's sort of this enoughness not not being enoughness that i'm like yeah i kind of kind of get it a little bit right completely yeah uh, for, but then
1: for, uh-huh, go ahead no yeah go on oh, i was going to say for me i think i find sana's response fascinating yes. and like a really fascinating insight into both her and a perspective of faith that i didn't really have yes, i swear exactly. honestly until no, i until i no that's seen.
0: why i love it so much and i it, and i think these are the moments where you can tell that Julie and Iman were collaborating yes. and we're having these yes. conversations because there's honesty and there's truth Yes, in it in a way that I... That's why, like, I love it so much. And that's... And I and I think maybe that's where my frustration comes when I'm looking at these other stories where right. I don't... They, they don't mad, live up to or match
1: the quality, the level of truth of this. Um, and also, Iman's performance, like, I, I totally forgot about the collaborating thing, but she like, is just fantastic, like, I mean, gorgeous, but I just don't, I don't even mean vi- physically, I just mean, like, like, I was watching it on my laptop and dingy lighting, you know what I mean? But, like, I'm so in- invested in that con- in that moment of hers and in her experience.
0: I'm, I'm hanging on to every word of how exactly. she's describing the, the, the chaos of life and the quiet and of... the the clearness the peace the the deep the finding the deeper meaning that that lets lets her get through like life like i i don't know i think that's beautiful and i think that's a lot of what i i i have i don't i don't have it to the level that she has it but i think that is what i've seen in religion and other people in my family that i try to then communicate to other people to be like you know, this is this thing. This is what it gives them. Yes,
1: and specifically um, the ritual of it. Yes, and the rem- and the rituals being reminders. I mean, I think of, of of a lot of things. Rituals are always peaceful and peace. You know, giving peace. Like it makes me think of almost like those Buddhist monks who mm-hmm. draw them the, the um, sands uh, yeah, yeah, and then wa- wipe them away. Like it has that kind of ritualistic quality. That that just the act of doing it is calming, meditative, but also reminds her of sort of to chill out. Like, all of this is
0: insignificant. It's much
1: bigger things in life.
0: uh, Yeah, that that was kind of my favorite part of it. Yeah, this beautiful grounding and the context Uh of, like, you know, look at this. Look at life. Um, Yes. yeah. And then she uses uh, a delightful example I've never heard before. She says, in a
1: cockroach's brain, there are six or seven... Uh, amino acids that are stronger than any penicillin we've ever invented, mm-hmm. and her point, and he's kind of like, okay, where is this going? And her point is just that the world, the universe, is so complex and so detailed and kind of so perfect that um,
0: she she can't believe it's all just a coincidence. Like it's the it's the clockmaker yeah, feeling exactly, and uh, uh, yeah, and I think and I find that beautiful, uh, and I can. I sympathize, empathize, identify to a certain extent, and you know what? Like
1: this amazing dialogue, it's like so beautiful. It's like makes me think and feel new things that I have never thought and felt before. Um, but you know what I also really love about this is that Yusuf, I swear, like he's looking at her with the biggest heart eyes, even though they are disagreeing on mm-hmm. a fundamental kind of like outlook on life. Yes, and yet there's so much caring. From both of them towards the other. And And respect. And respect. And I just feel like that's love. Like not to, um, you know, put too much pressure on their relationship or anything. Like if they (laughs) they break up, that's fine. But like I just mean when you love, when you care for someone, not despite their differences or the things that you don't agree with, but because of them. Mm -hmm. I I swear, I feel like when I watch this that he is growing to care for her more. Yeah. Because and he he sees her and he gets her. yes
0: because of how she feels yeah. about this and like even though he, he doesn't agree her faith is part of what makes her beautiful yes and he understands that completely it's part of her strength it's part of who she is um, yeah in a way that her her friends haven't been able to see exactly they don't understand and they really kind of never do which exactly. is a frustrating thing yes. for me
1: yes she's always an outsider like to some degree she's mm-hmm. always different from them. Uh, yeah, because of her faith, and 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 especially because she chooses to literally wear her faith, yeah. on her head, on her, you know, yeah. So um, um, yeah, it's just such a like rough beginning. I agree.
0: I I totally forgot about that, but like. I love this ending so much, and it's intercut throughout with like him putting like flowers on her hijab, yes. and then kind of just like looking at each other, and yeah. it's just like again beautiful shots, beautiful. Do you know how many gif sets gift sets I have of this on my Tumblr? Oh, like uh, yeah. every single time I see it, I'm like, yes, yes. again. The A-block. editing of
1: this reminded me of that um, also really really beautiful scene uh, in season three uh, where Isaac and Evan are in the hotel room, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like. Three pieces yes. woven in with each other with a voiceover on top of it, mm-hmm. like three different moments of time
0: woven in with a voiceover connecting it. And it's just really beautifully done. Yeah. So then uh, again, then we kind of actually get to her street and the kind of like last sort of voiceover question that isn't really that ans- really answered is then why does religion split society? right um, yeah if, if religion is so good why does this so it split so it's kind of like this ongoing sort of conversation yes um yeah it's kind of telling us um these
1: two we don't know where it's gonna how this is gonna go it's an unresolved it's a question in the air it's it's still a difference between yes, them yes and the but they've at least
0: talked but, about yeah. it at this point yeah right? we were yeah. so hopeful
1: uh, i am i am <laughs> <laughs> uh, they get to the door and the and so he's kind of like are we cool
0: are we cool? We're cool. We're cool. Uh, he's like testing the waters. And then this is, I love this conversation because it's both like beautiful and awkward in yeah, a very specific way. Where he's all kind of like, look into my eyes. Are uh-huh. you looking into my eyes? And he's just and like, I'm looking into your eyes. And then suddenly he's like, wait, what, what was I gonna say? Like sort of, uh, and, and it's literally the two of them getting lost in each other's eyes. It's literally <laughs> that. Yes. And,
1: uh, they almost seem like they're going to kiss and Sana is just shining. I don't think we've ever seen her this happy, and I don't know that we will until the very last episode yeah, again. Like, where she is
0: beautiful and glowing. I yeah, she's yeah. literally
1: radiating light from her face. Mm-hmm. And, well, I guess not literally. But <laughs> <laughs> in the... In the in, metaphoric in a, opposite uh, meaning of the yeah, word, literally. Yeah, yeah. And, uh And I, I love it so much. I love seeing her like this. And uh, I think the scene... Do you know what, like objectively, I think when you see a lot of couples, they're actually, in like a lot of like flirting is not like it is on television. Like it's very just awkward and Mm -hmm. people are weird and they don't know where to put their hands. But when you're in the scene and that's you, it's this like perfect beautiful moment
0: and e- even with the awkwardness exactly. and, yeah so and that's what this captures mm-hmm. you know in just like in a really wonderful way and then the magic is broken by my, my son, mom being like sana mom yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well and then you were you were kind of asking like, what's the mom's sort of tone. And I think, if I'm remembering correctly, she kind of brings it up the next day. okay. So we'll get to talk about it. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah,
1: so she did definitely notice that that boy who brought alcohol into the
0: apartment is walking her daughter home. Oh, and they're looking very yeah. close. Yeah. Like, staring into each other's eyes. Yes. This is a new song I just wrote. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm with you. Like, basically the way that i get through the rest of the season is i cling to this clip yeah. and then i cling to their last clip so the character the, the carrots uh, scene yeah and then the last clip that they have together the one where they oh, actually right. where they actually have their date later yeah, on yeah 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 the, yeah 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 uh, and I'm like, as long as I have those, it's okay. Yeah. Just I can get through it. <laughs> we can just make our own version of what happens in between. I, it's funny, the
1: last episode has one of the best, has the best beginning, and not the worst ending, but, like, not a great ending. It's a very sad one. And this is the opposite. Yeah,
0: like, yeah. I was just actually thinking about the
1: symmetry <laughs> of that. Yeah. It's just, like, the worst opening, and then the best ending okay. ever.
0: So good. Yeah. 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 Everything about it is so perfect. And yeah. then it's all gonna go to shut, soon. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun. <laughs> fun. Fun stuff. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free to contact us. Uh, we're actually really excited to be talking about Sana's season because we love her. Yeah. And uh, gush with us. Yeah. Usana forever. <laughs> OTP. All right. Uh, bye. Bye. Until next time.